1: The following program is sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation.
0: This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest.
1: Good morning, and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm your host, Wendy Jones. And as everybody already knows, owner and operator of Next Steps for Seniors, the business, uh, currently located in Rochester Hills, but servicing all of our seniors in Southeast Michigan. And we love what we do here at Next Steps for Seniors, and we love you. So if you're a senior and you're listening to this program, you need to know that we are here for you, and we absolutely adore you and love you, and the wisdom and the knowledge that you have in, from your experiences, we want to gain from that because our seniors are amazing. They're amazing. So that's why we're here today, because we want to share information. We want to give you knowledge so that you can better prepare for life. And just FYI, my, my motto is plan like you're going to live to 100, Now, I know you're all laughing right now. Like, there's no way I'm going to live to 100. Well, guess what? I have a 103-year-old lady right now that we helped move into this sweet little group home. And she's so happy. And I just had a conversation with her probably two weeks ago. 103. Oh, and I asked her what her secret was, in case anybody's wondering. And she said she walked every day. Every day. She was very, very, very active. And then she said, but I haven't been able to walk in the last year. (laughs) I was like, okay. Um, God bless your heart. So today our guest is Emily. Emily, how do you say your last name, Emily? Pipish. Okay, Pipish. And Emily is a social worker program manager with Michigan Parkinson's Foundation. And we are so blessed to have her here today because she understands Parkinson's. And a lot of us don't. We just don't understand it. We don't understand and we don't know what to do. So uh, we're excited to have her here, and she's going to talk a little bit about what Parkinson's is. We're going to get to know her as a person. She's a doll, just so everybody knows. Thank you for being here today, Emily.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Wendy. Yeah, it's interesting because everybody seems to know somebody with Parkinson's, but they're not really sure what Parkinson's actually is. So I'm Really glad that I could be joining you today. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us, what is Parkinson's disease?
2: Yeah, so Parkinson's disease is a neurological disorder. Um, it's called a movement disorder. It's chronic, and unfortunately, it is progressive. Um, in a nutshell, it's basically caused by a loss of dopamine in the brain, and um, It's estimated that about 30,000 people in Michigan have had a diagnosis of Parkinson's. And unfortunately, the incidence is increasing. Um, Research is being done, but we're not exactly sure why that's the case. Parkinson's is thought to have genetic components as well as environmental components, um, particularly for individuals who live on a farm. uh, It's thought that pesticides might have an effect on developing Parkinson's, as well as war veterans who were exposed to Agent Orange. Um, The average age of somebody who is diagnosed with Parkinson's is 58. We have actually seen individuals not often thankfully but there have been individuals in their 20s who have been diagnosed okay
1: 58 i think is young it
2: is so 20 is is
1: outrageously young absolutely
2: absolutely so
1: that's the average is 58 the average is
2: 58 parkinson's is more common in men than women it's it's about uh one and a half times more likely to occur in men um and for somebody to be diagnosed with Parkinson's, they have to have a, um, an evaluation. The evaluation is based on clinical symptoms, typically by a neurologist. And they have to have at least three of the four symptoms, which would be a resting tremor, which is, you know, typically what we think of when we think of Parkinson's disease are are people with tremors. So
1: resting, meaning they're not doing anything. They're just sitting. Correct. Exactly. And their hand is shaking. Exactly. Okay. Okay.
2: Um, Stiff muscles, rigidity, bradykinesia, which is is slow movement. And, um reflex impairment particularly like a stooped posture so if somebody has three out of those four symptoms um, they will be given a diagnosis of Parkinson's
1: disease. Can I ask you a question I don't know if this is true but I've heard it is there anything to do with your gait like your walk?
2: Yes absolutely so um Many people wind up either either when they're diagnosed or eventually over time they wind up with gait or balance issues um, That's very common. We have a lot of individuals who use adaptive equipment such as walkers or canes that helps to keep them from falling. Um, but that is definitely a huge part of Parkinson's and certainly very concerning. Another symptom of Parkinson's disease is having low b- blood pressure and that can certainly, um, you know, coincide with having balance issues as well.
1: That's interesting. I've never heard about the low p- blood pressure. Yep.
2: Yep. So the lo- low blood bro- blood pressure. I know, say it fast three times.
1: <laughs> blood pressure, blood pressure, blood
2: pressure. Blood pressure. Um, <laughs> can be caused either directly from the Parkinson's or it can also be a side effect of some of the Parkinson's medications. So that's really important to monitor, um, again, because people with Parkinson's are such high risk for falling.
1: So how is Parkinson's treated? That was going to be my next question.
2: Yeah. So um, unfortunately, at this time, there is no cure for Parkinson's. We encourage all of our constituents to see what we call a movement disorder specialist. That is a neurologist who has also completed a fellowship in treating movement disorders, which of course is what Parkinson's is. So they are really the most knowledgeable um, about supporting people with Parkinson's. And the way that Parkinson's is treated is through both medications And interestingly, I guess not surprisingly, would be exercise. Um, So those are the two best things that people can do for themselves is take your medications and get daily exercise.
1: And listeners, I'm just going to encourage you because everyone thinks exercise means going to the gym and like sweating for an hour. Right. You can take a walk.
2: Absolutely. Like this
1: 103 year old lady I just Absolutely. got to Absolutely. That's you incredible.
2: About. That's incredible. Yeah, find something you like to do. If you don't like doing it, you're not going to want to do it. Um, we actually have at the Michigan Parkinson Foundation, we are doing daily exercise classes via Zoom. They are totally free of charge, uh, run from 10 to 11 Monday through Saturday. Although I think we might be stopping this Saturday in the near future, but definitely we'll be doing Monday through Friday. And each class, they run live, they are taught by trained fitness professionals. Okay,
1: how fun is this? Yeah,
2: it's, it's very cool. We started really focusing on this uh, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know that our folks are at risk for social isolation as it is. They're at risk for not getting exercise, and the pandemic de- definitely did not help that. So we put this program in place. Um, Again, they're totally free of charge. We have different classes running every day. Some days we've got yoga. Sometimes we've got more cardio intensive classes. So really there's something for everybody. And what's really nice about the classes is we've got in the fall and the winter, we were getting about 100 people on a lot of the daily classes. So a lot of them have really formed friendships with each other. You know, they'll log on to the Zoom 15, 20 minutes, and they'll just chit-chat, and they've become friends. So that's incredible.
1: What a great idea. Yeah,
2: it's it's been fantastic.
1: So how do our listeners get involved in that? Is there a phone number that you can call, and yes. then they can you can email them the link for Zoom?
2: Absolutely. So we have a toll-free number, which is one eight hundred eight five two. 852 9781 or you can give me a call on my direct number, which is 248-419-7170. And we've also got the exercise flyer and the Zoom link posted on our website, which is org.
1: Okay, perfect. I mean, absolutely, positively, this is an option. And my only concern is some of our seniors might not have enough savvy to, you know, the internet and they get a little overwhelmed with yes, connecting.
2: Sure. So,
1: you know, if you have a concern, you know, call because maybe we can send somebody to help them get connected, right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And if somebody maybe does have a computer and internet but just isn't comfortable using Zoom, Uh, We do have a YouTube channel as well. If you just go to YouTube, type in Michigan Parkinson Foundation, and we record all of those daily classes. So if somebody, you know, for whatever reason doesn't want to or can't access Zoom, they can access those videos on YouTube at any time.
1: I think it's a great idea. I think it's an absolutely great idea. And listeners, this is the time to do something different, right? Right. And reach out and meet new people. Like, oh gosh. We all need that right now. I can't even believe we only have 25 seconds left in the segment. So, Emily, we are going to talk further in the next segment and be encouraged. Take, you know, make the call, get the link, and meet some new people. This is what life is about. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5 AM 1400, and we're going to be back with you in just a few moments. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. We are here today with Emily Pipish from Michigan Parkinson's Foundation. And what an amazing topic and what an awesome foundation, the Michigan Parkinson's Foundation, and all that you're doing for people, connecting people, getting them engaged in exercise. And listeners, did you hear her in the last segment? The number one thing we can all do is exercise. Do you know I have heard that with Alzheimer's, I have heard it with Parkinson's, I have heard it with so many. Why is it we have such a hard time exercising? What what is that about? I just I feel agree. like we're no not in I the know. Habit. I totally, totally. We it's, need to create new habits people. Yes. I'm just not going to lie. Yeah, and we need to find things we like to do, you know. Well, and I, I have, you know, just as an example, um, a good friend of mine, his mom is a swimmer. So she used to go to the YMCA every single day, every single day, every morning, swim, 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 swim. And this is why it was such a, like horrible during the pandemic because everything and their brother started closing down and you can't go swimming anymore. Of course. And when you love to swim, that was the answer. (laughs) Absolutely. So we need to do, we definitely, if nothing else, I'm going to say walk, if nothing else, but there's just so much out there to do.
2: Yes. Yes, and we have so many great resources in southeast Michigan with all of the parks that we've got and um all senior of the beautiful centers. nature mm-hmm. senior centers. So, yeah, absolutely. There's there's definitely lots of opportunities. We just we have to make it happen and do it. And it's
1: getting out of our comfort zone. Exactly. So, get off the couch. Get out exactly. of the chair. Get out of your comfort zone and just start doing something because you want to be as active as possible. If you want to be healthy, yeah. and it's not even being thin. Okay, I'm just going to go out and say it. It's not being thin, it's being healthy. Yeah.
2: And what we say in the Parkinson's world is if you don't use it, you lose it. And it's so true for people with Parkinson's. Once you lose that ability to move, it's that much harder to get it back.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about the history of the Michigan Parkinson Foundation.
2: Yeah. So um, we were founded in 1983 by Dr. Raymond B. Bauer. He was a neurologist down at Harper Hospital, and he worked for Wayne State's Medical School. Um, So he was really finding that he and his team, they were diagnosing people with Parkinson's disease. And then these people were going back out into the world, and they had no follow-up, no resources, no support. Um, So he formed Michigan Parkinson Foundation, again, back in 1983, really to address this need. And Michigan Parkinson Foundation today, we serve people all throughout the state of Michigan. And I think it's really important to mention, too, that all of the money that we raise for the foundation stays to support people in Michigan. Um, So as of today, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. We are governed by a board of directors for fiduciary oversight. And we've got a professional advisory board as well that provides us medical support and guidance. Um, Our primary purpose really is to provide education. And um, as of today, we have about 17,000 people that have either given us support or have received support for us. So we have really grown substantially since 1983
1: and bless his heart for start a seeing a need and starting Absolutely,
2: Yes. Yep. Yeah. We've been so lucky that we've had, um, you know, great support from our constituents, um, be that from the medical community, um, you know, our our constituents are the people who receive services from us are wonderful and we've got so many folks who just wanna help each other and wanna support the Michigan Parkinson Foundation. So it's great.
1: I think it's wonderful. Yeah. And if people just listening right now want to support your efforts, they can call and donate, I'm sure, online. just Absolutely. Like you okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is an opportunity to give back, and clearly you need it. Yeah.
2: And, and the support we get, it really does make a difference. Um, the money we receive goes back to our constituents. It goes back to our direct services. So um, I will say, you know, of course... Some people might think I'm a little biased, but we're really a great organization as far as providing that direct community support to people who need it.
1: And the support groups are critical. Yes. Especially, listeners, if you have a family member with Parkinson's, only you know what it feels like to manage every single day. And you need support. You need to be able to have conversations. So I just encourage you to call. I think it's really a great opportunity to know that this foundation is there for you.
2: Yeah, and to mention about the support groups, we have close to 80 support groups statewide. Um, We've got them Metro Detroit all the way up to the Upper Peninsula. They're incredible. Our support group leaders are all volunteers Typically, they're either people with Parkinson's or caregivers or some type of medical professional that, of course, is involved in supporting people with Parkinson's. Um, they usually meet once a month for between one and two hours. We've got groups that are specially designed for People with Parkinson's, groups that are specifically designed for caregivers. So we really try to reach everybody and provide that emotional and community support. Um, our support groups have been amazing during this whole pandemic. They completely understand why their role has become even more important. Again, going back to that social isolation that our constituents experience. And so a lot of them have as well, you know, gone over to a virtual platform like Zoom. They've run their meetings that way. If that is not an option for them, they've just done an amazing job of keeping in touch through phone calls and letters and They've just been great. And we're so appreciative of everything that they've done for folks in our state.
1: Wonderful. Yeah. That is just great. It really, truly is such a needed, needed thing. I'm very grateful. So you did tell us a little bit about the programs and services that you changed during the pandemic. But are there other ones that are available that you wanted to share with our listeners?
2: Yeah. So we, again, our primary mission is really to provide education Um, Prior to the pandemic, we had been doing this through community outreach. Uh, We try to get to most areas of the state at least once per year. We also do a um, a virtual support group that had been operating once per month. My director, Mary Sue Lanigan, had been facilitating those. So with the pandemic, we increased that to weekly, weekly. We are running those virtual support groups out of our office in Bingham Farms once a week now, typically Tuesday night from 7 to about 8 o'clock. Do
1: you know about how many people are on those calls?
2: So it really depends on the topic, to be honest, and, and the time of year, of course, summer, it's lighter. Um, when we have physicians that participate and speak for us on these calls, we can easily get over a hundred people. I think I spoke
1: actually on one of your calls now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And there was quite a few, there was over 50. I want to say.
2: Absolutely. So we get a great turnout for those and that's been so important for us to keep going with those during this time. Um, and we've really incorporated a lot of our other education programs using the virtual technology. We have a Living with Parkinson series, which we did over Zoom. That's a five-part series um, that really addresses each, you know, the major needs of people with Parkinson's, such as Uh, medication management, adaptive equipment, physical therapy, things like that. So we did do those uh, using Zoom. We, um, We also have been doing orientations using the Zoom platform, you know, more general information about Parkinson's. So that's really been important to us. And we are also planning... Most most years we do a symposium, which is really directed for our healthcare professionals and providing them the education that they need about Parkinson's. And so unfortunately, we we haven't been able to do that face to face, but we did do a virtual one in 2020 and we are making plans to do one in the coming months, um, which will be virtual as well.
1: Well and I've got to tell you your symposiums are amazing. Yeah, you so you've, was, you've yeah. spoken
2: at one. We were lucky enough to have you. I believe it was 2019 I and was it was just amazing. Say, it was
1: before the pandemic yeah. and I just remember how many people were in the room and the great questions yeah. and just we just really enjoyed it. And I think it's a necessary thing. You did a phenomenal job. They had this great lunch and all these speakers coming in in different rooms. And the coordination was remarkable. You Thank really you. did. So hopefully, hopefully I'm praying you're going to do that again soon. We're
2: keeping our fingers crossed 2022. We could all be back face to face in a room together um, and having that interaction. But the virtual world, you know, it's, it's not the same, of course,
1: but, but it has been a good substitute for the Mm -hmm. time being. Yep. Absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking and telling a few stories of, you know, how the foundation has helped some of, you know, local people in our community. You're listening to the Patriot FM 101.5 AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors, and today we are talking with Emily Pipish, and she is amazing and has done so much for the Michigan Parkinson's Foundation, and they have done so much for our community and for our um, our seniors with Parkinson's, and it just breaks my heart that this disease state is starting younger and younger. When you said 58 is yeah. the average, right? Yep.
2: That's the average. That they get
1: diagnosed.
2: Correct. and Shocking. It is shocking. And most people, um, by the time they've been diagnosed, they've had symptoms for years. And a lot of the symptoms of Parkinson's can just kind of coincide with normal aging. So if a symptom develops in somebody, they just chalk it up to, oh, I'm getting older. Um, So for instance... Some of the non-motor symptoms of Parkinson's are mental health issues such as depression and anxiety, um, incontinence, constipation, loss of sense of smell, fatigue, and I think probably many of us have felt at least a few of those symptoms at some point in our lives, and so people just think, oh, it's normal, I'm getting older, so really we say 58 but um, most people have had those symptoms for at least several years prior to actually being diagnosed. Mm,
1: unbelievable. Yeah. So I wanted to share a story with you, um, listeners, because I have a client who uh, her mom has has Parkinson's, and she's very low income, and our foundation helps people in emergent need. Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. And uh, low-income seniors. So we had her on our radar and we were working with her with some urgent situations and she needed a place to go. She was going um, out of town for a procedure and didn't have anyone to watch her mom. And so I gave them your number, the Parkinson's Foundation, and they you were able to help her with a respite program. Yes. And yeah. so I would love you to tell the listeners how yeah. that works. And I, listeners, this saved my friend. Like she, this client would not be able to do what she needed to do without this respite program. And her mom loved it. She was so happy and very Um, taking care of where she was, and the funds came directly from the Michigan Parkinson's Foundation.
2: Right. Well, that's wonderful to hear. Um, So our respite program was piloted in 2018 by my director, Mary Sue Lanigan, and um, she really identified or recognized that People with Parkinson's, a lot of them, so, you know, they're they're not necessarily low income, but they also might not have a high enough income to hire either in or home out of help. So she really recognized that need. And of course, we know that um, a lot of times insurance isn't really helpful with in-home or, or personal care coverage. So she recognized that need and she developed what we call our in-home care or our personal care assistance program. And the program has taken off so much. We've been marketing throughout the state really for the past three years. Mm -hmm. Um, We are anticipating supporting over 200 families with respite care this year. So what we do is we talk with the family, We send them an application. The application is One page in length, super simple. We try to make it as easy as possible. We know our families are stressed. We don't want to add any more stress. They don't
1: need 25 pages to fill out. Exactly,
2: exactly. So then they send us the application back and we work with them to locate either an in-home or an out-of-home or even an adult day facility um, to provide some short-term personal care or respite and in 2021 we have been able to provide about $1600 per family in funds um that's amazing yeah it really is it really is amazing it's, it's I mean, I hear it's been life-saving for some families. Um, Again, like you had mentioned, there's been families that either they need to go out of town, the caregiver does, or they have their own medical needs to tend to, and they don't have anybody to care for their loved one with Parkinson's disease. So this program has just, I, I know it's really been instrumental for
1: them. Well, and how novel that that Mary Sue Lanigan, who's an amazing woman yes, by the way. She is. So, you know, came up with this initiative. Yes. It's so necessary. Yes,
2: absolutely. It is. It's totally necessary. Um We're definitely going to be continuing the program in 2022. This has really become a long-term focus of ours. We're constantly looking for grants and and donations to continue this program. Um, But it's just, it's really taken off and, and it's been so important.
1: And if you're a caregiver and you're listening to the program, I need to tell you, you have to take care of yourself. You cannot take care of anybody until you take care of yourself first and sometimes you just need a break.
2: Exactly. And
1: and it's okay.
2: It's more than okay. You should do it. You need to do it um because if you're totally burnt out and you're totally exhausted, you're not going to be able to care for your loved one anyway. So, uh, if that's something that's of interest to anybody, please reach out to us. I am so proud to say that we have not turned anybody away who's so asked for the help. So share your phone
1: number again. Please. Yeah.
2: So my direct phone number, and I do manage the respite program, is two four eight four one nine seven one seven zero. That's my direct number.
1: Okay. Two
2: four eight
1: four one nine seven one seven zero. You got it. I was doing that by memory. Yeah, that without was looking impressive. That was. Like, I had to up. think about it. So that was <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Yes, please reach out to Emily. She's an amazing woman. You can hear her heart, and obviously, this program is necessary, and we need to utilize it. We need to utilize it for our own peace of mind so that you can take care of your loved ones even better. Yes. You need to be the best you you can be.
2: Absolutely. And and just to mention real quickly, the um, providers that we contract with... We vet them, there's criteria that they have to meet, so we really try to be as careful as we can about, you know, the company that we will send in your home. Um, We certainly want it to be a good and safe experience for all our families, and it's really important to us to work with good providers.
1: Yes, absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about the caregiver training module that you developed in the last year.
2: Yeah, so uh, we were really fortunate. We were awarded a, uh, I think, fairly sizable grant through the Michigan Health Endowment Fund, and they provided us this grant to develop. We wound up developing seven brief, meaning about five to 10 minute videos Um, that we scripted, we filmed them, the whole works. These videos are designed for uh, direct care staff, either going into people's homes or working at extended living facilities that are supporting people with Parkinson's and the whole goal is really to provide education to these staff people that, you know, bless their heart. We know they try as hard as they can. They want to do well by by all of their patients, I'm sure, but a lot of the times the education and the knowledge just isn't there. Um, And there really are certain things that people need to know when they're working with people with Parkinson's. Uh, The most important that we found is being that people with Parkinson's, they have to get their medication on time. It can't be an hour late. You know, it can't be when somebody gets around to it. It has to be on time or else the person with Parkinson's is really going to suffer. So these videos that we developed really address you know, facts such as that, um, the daily care needs of people with Parkinson's, you know, how, how do you work with them as far as their mobility needs? Again, the, edu- the, the medications, um, helping somebody with Parkinson's eat, they're at much higher risk of aspirating, so caregivers need to know how to work with our constituents so that they don't choke uh, so these videos were developed. We are marketing them to in-home and out-of-home uh, providers, really throughout the whole state of Michigan. And what's nice is if the facilities or the home providers agree to have at least 50% of their staff trained Over a six-month period, we will put them on our referral list and we will give them a certificate that they can use for their own marketing. And for individuals that complete the training, we'll also issue them a certificate that they can use, too. So um, kind of a nice incentive for them. But the videos, the training's totally free of charge. We just want the information to get out there so we can help people as much as possible.
1: Good for you. Good for you! I absolutely love that, and I will help you do that because we have relationships with many communities, and the better like knowledge is power. Yeah, exactly. We need to train, we need to raise up our caregivers, and you know, speaking of listeners, this is a great opportunity. Just real quick, our caregivers that are working right now are really being stretched. Oh yeah, because everyone is so short-staffed. So please. Thank the person in drive-thru. Thank the person at the assisted living when you visit your mom. Please thank these people that are working. God bless them and their hearts for getting out there and making a difference. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. You are here today listening with Emily Pipish. She is with the Michigan Parkinson's Foundation. And in case you're just tuning in, what a wealth of knowledge and what a great program. If you know anyone or you yourself has Parkinson's, tap into this resource this resource is remarkable between education classes exercise you've covered it all i mean you yeah. really cover it all yeah. and it's and it's necessary and so thank you thank you for being here share your phone number again just so people can
2: yeah so my direct phone number is 248-419-7170 we do have a toll-free number, which is 1-800-852-9781, and you can always visit our website, of course, at Parkinson's, that's Parkinson's with an S, org.
1: Wonderful. So we talked about a lot of things on this program, and I'm going to have you recap at the end because in case people are just tuning in, I think it's important to do a quick takeaway. But before we get into that, what other... Programs and services do you offer
2: yeah, so um we we really try to be as comprehensive as possible um, again, with getting that education out there, we have an amazing information packet that we send out to new constituents who are giving us a call for the first time. Um, It's got information specifically about Parkinson's disease. It's got information for caregivers. And then, of course, information as well about the programs and services that we offer. So we like to get those out in the mail. It's just nice to mail something. People can have it in their hands, look at it when they've got some time. Um, So that's really important that we do that. We have a neurology referral listing, which we're happy to mail out uh, with the information packet. It's also on our website, and it's got divided up by geographic region of the state, different neurologists, um, and specifically those movement disorder specialists that I mentioned earlier that really are the most knowledgeable typically about Parkinson's disease. So we're happy to provide that resource as well. We have a mobility lending closet, um, which has been, I know, so helpful for our folks. We we have, there's a product called a U-Step walker, and it's a walker that's really designed for people with Parkinson's disease and those balance issues, Um A lot of times people with Parkinson's who use walkers, they're just not sturdy enough. The braking system isn't adequate for them. So these U-STEPs, again, were really developed just for people with Parkinson's. And they can be pretty expensive. Uh, So if somebody doesn't have insurance to cover it, you know, it's a big expense. So we take those U-STEP walkers in on donation And when folks call us in looking for one, we provide them out on loan. And we get them in pretty regularly, I would say. And we're really lucky that a lot of the time they come in and they're in great shape. We actually got one in this morning and it's like brand new. So we're happy to get those out. Um, I I know that that's made a big difference for folks. We also have, in addition to the financial information, Uh, assistance for respite, we have financial assistance for Parkinson's related medications. So for those, you know, more costlier meds, a lot of times for people and i'm sure you know this it's it's a choice between do you pay your rent or do you pay for your medications for the month so we developed that program to assist with some of those more costly meds and we work we contract with a fantastic pharmacy they're great to our constituents they mail out all of the prescriptions so it's super easy and um that's been a great resource for those as well.
1: so if they take advantage of the medication program, they yes. need to get the meds through your pharmacy
2: correct okay, correct, yep. Um, we also provide pro bono pro bono legal assistance for people with Parkinson's who are looking to apply for social security disability. Or Medicaid, we are really fortunate that we've got uh, two board members who are attorneys and they are amazing with our folks. They will take phone calls, meet with our constituents totally free of charge. And I know that that's a service that we're really unique in being able to offer. Not a lot of no, organizations do that. So, yeah, that's a really big deal for us. And, again, the the attorneys that help our constituents are just amazing. We usually hear back from them in, like, a day. So super helpful um, that's a great service. Is it in. usually
1: like a power of attorney that they're doing, or do you know what type of?
2: So a lot of times it's the actual disability application. Um, certainly, they can help with with other types of planning, long term care planning. Medicaid is a big one. Medicaid is a super confusing program, um, and you know, I I try to assist as best I can, but when we really need that expertise, we consult with our attorneys on the board and they're just wonderful. Um, in addition to that, we provide, of course, linkages to other community resources and organizations. Certainly we've, we've worked with Next Step for Seniors very often, very regularly. You guys are amazing. You do awesome work. Um, And we also provide a messenger newsletter. We work on those and send them out to about 10,000 people throughout the state. Uh, about three to four times a year. And Wonderful. those those include information about Michigan Parkinson Foundation, about upcoming research, medications, education programs. So those I know are really helpful as well. Um, and then finally, we've got a really awesome website. All of this information that I've been discussing is uh, described on our website. And is, uh, again, and as well, the the website, again, is org. So you'll find everything that we talked about on there today on our website.
1: What a wealth of information. Yeah. I am thrilled with all the programs you offer. I think that, listeners, we need to definitely get this out and take advantage if you have any type of diagnosis with Parkinson's. Yes. I mean, the the financial support, yes. the legal support, Uh, Medicaid is enormous and very overwhelming. And just having someone to talk to about how to do that process is phenomenal.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Good for you.
1: Good for you guys. I'm extremely impressed.
2: Thank you. Very, very,
1: very impressed. So we've got like three minutes left in the program. I know we talked about a lot today, Yes, but if you can just, the the hot takeaways yeah. in case someone's just tuning in of what you really want um, our listeners to take home from the program yeah. today.
2: So I think the most important thing is just, just to know that we're there to help. Um, you know, again, Parkinson's just isn't a disease you hear a lot about. You know it exists. You might know somebody who has it. But just the level of education about it just really isn't there. So that's really our purpose, why we exist. Um, Again, is to provide that education, those community resources that will help improve the quality of life, not only for people with Parkinson's, but certainly for their caregivers and their loved ones as well. We offer funding for in-home personal care, respite, medication, Um, we've got close to 80 support groups that we oversee throughout the state of Michigan. They're wonderful. Uh, they provide great resources as well. We've got a caregiver education program to provide training for our direct care workers and, um, uh, exercise classes five days a week, totally free of charge and you know, we just we want to get the information out there. So certainly, uh, if you have questions about anything specific that I didn't mention today, or anything that I did mention, of course, please feel free to reach out, and we're happy to talk with you and and help you as much as we can.
1: I love it. I, I'm very grateful, and I always like to partner with organizations that have the same passion as we do uh, for seniors. And so I appreciate your passion. I appreciate all of the programs and things that you offer. My takeaway for uh, what they do that's truly helped some of our clients the most is the respite program. Uh, I was so touched. And when you said you've helped 200 families this year, that's a lot of people being touched by that program.
2: It's a big deal. It's a really big deal.
1: And we caregivers need to take care of ourselves please do not feel guilty. If you need to be the best you, and if you are exhausted and you are mentally, physically drained, just a little trip to Tahiti might help. Yeah,
2: right.
1: (laughs) So you can get the respite program for your loved one and take take a break.
2: Yeah. Could not have said it better, Wendy.
1: So I think it's important to just think about what What it is you need and what what help you can get from the foundation.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you
1: for being here, Emily. You're amazing, and thank you to the Michigan Parkinson's Foundation for what they do.
2: Thank you, Wendy. Absolutely
1: love it. Mary Sue Lanigan is your is your leader and just an amazing.
2: She's amazing, amazing
1: woman, and I know the passion behind her. And just hearing how the foundation got started, I mean, clearly. There is a need, yes, and we need to get this out there. So I'm glad that you were with us today. It means the world.
2: Thank you. And
1: listeners, we care about you. We love you, and that's why we are here for you. Have a blessed day. Again, you're listening to FM 101.5, AM 1400, The
0: Patriot